everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 542. Now today I'm going to review mechs versus minions. And the first thing you're going to notice about this is the box is gigantic. So just for fun, I have here Terraforming Mars, which is kind of your standard ticket to ride size box. So you can see just kind of a general sort of relevance of what the box size is. Now what this is, is a new game from the video game publisher Riot Games, who did League of Legends. And this is set in the League of Legends universe. It is not League of Legends, the board game. It's a co-op game, and so players will be controlling these different mechs, and you're going to be fighting, more often than not, uh, these minions. And it's going to take you through a series of scenarios, uh, starting with a tutorial scenario, which is going to get you right in and playing the game. Uh, for all intents and purposes, there's not really actually a rule book. Now, there's a rules reference that's separate, but you'll open up the tutorial, you'll start playing, it'll kind of slowly introduce some mechanics to you through that, and you'll jump into scenario number one, number two, number three, and so on, all the way through, I believe, 10 total scenarios. And it's a co-op using programmed movement. Before I get too much into it, though, let's jump into and look at the game a little bit how it works, and then I'm going to tell you what I think of it. Okay, so I just wanted to make a quick mention of the crazy, amazing, awesome insert uh, that comes with the game. Now, I'm not going to do a complete complete 100% rules walkthrough or overview of the insert. If you go to Watch It Played, uh, Rodney Smith over there, he did a nice overview, kind of overall presentation of the game, as well as a, you know, his traditional kind of rules walkthrough uh, from beginning to end. Um, but I just want to kind of give a quick mention of it in case you hadn't, you know, seen it before. Uh, the game comes with 100 of these minions that you can see packaged in here, and each of them has their own little spot. And then we also have here the four heroes, which I'll show you in more detail in a second. And as I said, the game presents itself to you uh, through these uh, sort of mission packets. So I'm on mission four, and you know, you've got the, the tutorial, and then here's kind of the reference book there, and so on. And now each of these comes in a sealed top secret envelope. So it's kind of like a legacy game that way. There'll be cards and things like that, new rules, new scenarios. Uh, but you don't tear anything up. You know, you just tear open the envelope and throw that out. And uh, then you're able to just go through and play these as much as you want. And then at the bottom here, we're going to have all the game boards and stuff, which I'm going to set out, and the player boards and so on. And then there's this thing, which I could not resist and open, but I've been told is a spoiler to show. So I am not going to show it on this video because I already got in trouble for that. So in here, you have a certain thing that you will have to deal with. I think on your third, third or fourth scenario, uh, this will show up. You can see the axe there. Okay, and then also, I'm gonna break my roll. This is the best sand timer I've ever seen in my life. Okay, now let's set up the game a little bit and I'll show you a little bit how it works, and then we'll jump into the review. Okay, so I've got some of the components set out. I'm not gonna show you every last detail like I said. So the first thing to note here, of course, are the mechs. And these are amazingly painted. Uh, these are the different, uh, I think they're called yordles or something like that. And so these come out pre-painted. And this is a really excellent uh, pre-paint job here. You can see the detail here, like on this little uh, bomb guy that he's driving around there. So players are gonna be controlling these and then you're going to take a player board that matches each of these different mechs here. So for example here, Tristana is the last one I'm gonna show you. She's got this. Everybody has the same slot of six cards. Then everybody has a different overdrive ability. This is a special ability that your mech has. So let's take a look at Tristana here. She's on this sort of, looks like a Sonic type of machine there. And the other addition is over the course of the scenarios, let's find the Tristana ones, you're going to have and then sort of unlock these different special ability cards. These are called schematics. 
and you see this has a cost of two, eight, three, and five. And as you go along, you'll just have like one, and then maybe you'll get to add more as you play along. And these are going to have different special abilities. Well, these are going to start off each game sort of locked up. Now, if we take a look here at this uh, this main board here, there's the minion kills tracker and the doom tracker. So as you get minion kills, and these are the minions, which I haven't really shown you yet, and these guys come with, they're pre-washed, which is ridiculous. And so as you kill the minions, they're going to fill up this track here. Boom, 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 boom. And then once you fill this up here, you're going to move this track here. And as that moves up, once you hit a certain level, so if once we hit level two, we can unlock that. That was our chosen schematic for the round. And then you'll notice once we get up to level 15, then that's going to then unlock here our overdrive, which again is our special ability there that each mech has a different special ability. And so this is kind of an interesting way of sort of like leveling up your mech. You get some tech that you get to choose between each scenario and then you don't have them unlocked until you actually do some work during the game. Now the other thing to note here is this Doom Tracker. And this is sort of a generic thing. So this might be the hit points of a boss you're trying to take out. It might be like a timer, like a round countdown. It could be the damage that is being done to your, your base. In this case, it's a school. So in the one scenario, your school will start off with one or three hit points, depending on if you're playing easy mode or not. And so this is a way to track that. And then you have these generic rune tokens, which don't come into play for a couple of scenarios, but these will track kind of different things in the game. I'll just say that without trying to spoil what's in the main box. <laughs> so that's what this track, this board is for. And it's going to track all those different things. Now, the way the course of a round is going to work is you're going to draft all of these different action cards. And you can see there's four different types. So we see we have sort of the electricity type, kind of a computer chip type, this little nut or gear thing, and then fire. And so you're going to lay these out in front of all the players. Now, typically you're going to have five, but it is possible to have more than five based on uh, some different abilities that players will have. Uh, now, at the start of the game, you're going to have 10 of these, and you're just going to take turns going around drafting. So each player is going to take two in that particular case. But normally, players will each get one unless you're playing with less than four players. Let's say you're playing a two-player game and we're in the second or third round, and then you would get one, I would get one, you would get one, and I would get that one. In that case, you would get two. And that sort of acts as a way to balance the game you know, for multiple different player counts. So what you're going to do with these cards is you're going to take them and draft them. Now, this draft is not at, the, not at the start, but as you play through, you're going to unlock the sand timer. This is a 40 second sand timer. And you have this long to pick the card. You don't have to figure out what you're going to do with it, but you pick the card. And if you don't have the card pick and there's some left over, you're just going to randomly shuffle them up and then give them to you. Now, the main thing you're going to be doing is playing the cards here on this player board. The other thing that you can do with them is actually use them for their scrap ability. Now, some of the cards have, say, scrap two, excuse me, swap two undamaged slots. So you can swap cards that are on here on your board. And then another one will be actually to repair one damage. So you can actually, instead of slotting the card, discard it and use it for that. I'll talk about damage in a minute. But typically, let's say you have your two cards at the beginning. You'll put one card here and one card here. So then after everybody's done that, then you just go through and activate your Mac and then you do what it says. So this, in this case, it says move forward one space. So your Mac will just move forward one space. And then the next thing would be you must turn 90 degrees and then you can do damage. That's what that little burst means. Damage all diagonal targets in range one. So you can see the range there. So then he could do damage maybe to this if we were trying to blow up this little platform or something. Or better yet, if there was a minion there, then we would be able to do damage to it. 
But the interesting thing is, is let's say I get another cyclotron and I can put that down here. And then this will now beef it up. You can see now that we have two, so you look for two symbols here. So I've got two, I can turn 90 degrees or 180 degrees. And then I can do damage to all diagonal targets at range two. So it increases the range of your cyclotron. But let's say I wanted to replace it with another card. So here I can put this here and now I've got three cards and I've replaced it with speed. So I'm no longer using the effects of this, but I'm still beefing this up because I've got three. And so I can move forward three to six spaces, where if this was by itself, it would just only be one to two spaces. Now, the thing to note is you have to do what the card says. So you might actually run past where you want to be if you didn't really think out, you know, where this is. Or you might turn in a direction you didn't want to go and now you're moving this way. And so you've got to kind of plan that a little bit. So again, you're going to take uh, do damage to minions. And if you step on a minion, it also will kill it because you just stop on it. Now, after the players have gone, you're going to then move and spawn minions. And the minions are going to spawn different ways based on the scenario. But one thing you might do is you might roll this rune die. And you can see here is a compass. And the scenario will tell you which way to uh, set this up. And this will actually drive a lot of different things kind of based on the scenario. It might actually point to a certain board or tell you from which direction the minions will move. So if you rolled the blue here, they're all going to move up. If you rolled red, they'll move right so on. And it might also dictate where they spawn. So if they're spawning kind of randomly, they'll spawn on these different colored runes. And so these are all very interchangeable. So like the Doom Tracker, the runes here, it's not always going to mean the same thing every game, which is pretty cool. Now, the other thing that might happen is you might have, let's say minions were here and, uh, you know, this guy moved here and this guy moved here and pretend another one spawned here because we spawned on blue or something. So now after the minions have, have moved and spawned, then you're going to see if anybody's adjacent to you. And adjacent in this game is always orthogonal. It's never diagonal. Uh, and so then for each minion that's adjacent to you, you're going to draw a damage card. And a damage card will do all kinds of nutty things. So you draw a damage card. And then this one, for example, will be a slotted damage card. So the first thing you're going to do is move one space to the right, which is awesome because that kills that minion. Uh, and then you're going to have to slot it. If it has that symbol, you're going to roll one of these D6s and see that says four. So you're going to have to put it now in your four slot, which was where you had your really cool little built up capabilities. So now instead of doing this awesome thing, you're going to move to the right. <laughs> now, again, you can repair that. Remember I said you can discard some of these cards during the draft phase to repair damage. And that simply will remove that and then you can go back to it. And if you get a new damage on the slot, it just replaces this one, the old one goes away. Now, some of these are not slottable, like this one is reorder your command line, swap slots three and four, then you discard it. That's how damage works. Now, you never actually will be removed from the game, but it's possible that you would have, you know, six cards that are just all damage. And it is actually possible to get a damage and be like, I kind of like that there. That's actually going to help me and leave it there, which is kind of funny. And this actually is one that uh, randomly that we actually used to great effect, which was stuck controls. And the person just moved all the way to the right and they had a comment with the other cards and they just walked over a whole bunch of minions, which was really hilarious. Let's see here. So the other thing you can do is towing. And I'll talk more about this in the review, but the towing rules as written are sort of non-intuitive. Uh, so the basic idea though is this. So let's get this out here. So let's say I had uh, this was here and I was moving this way and I wanted to tow this bomb because you needed to move this bomb into some place to make it explode or you can even tow other people's mechs and so on. So to do that I need to have 
sort of two movement for one movement. Now this is written way better in as I have like an unofficial FAQ that will be released uh, around the time that the game is released, but I hope I explain it right. So if I have a movement that does, does one, okay, fine, one. If I have another movement that does one, that's good, but I don't get to tow this with me. I need a movement of two. So if I case I had a movement of three, I could go one, two, three, and then move that with it. And if I had another movement of one, I would boop, detach that. So I would actually lose that. So now I want movement of two at least uh, for all these. So I'd have to go one, two, and so on. So it's a little bit funky how the rules are written for that. Uh, but if you read the fact, it kind of makes more sense. But again, you can tow these, the bombs, and also um, the minions as well. That's probably the most uh, odd thing about the rules other than some of the timings during the minion phase. You know, what, you know, what minions do you move when? And you know, when does damage happen? Uh, I can just tell you right now, um, you draw all the damage cards for all the minions surrounded you at the beginning, because if you step over or maybe move away from the minion, you're still gonna apply the damage that you had at the beginning. So I think that is sort of the basics of the rules. Like I said, Rodney's got the kind of complete walkthrough and he's walking through all of the scenarios too. I think he's doing every last one of them. So if you don't mind spoilers and you maybe had a question about how something certainly works within a given scenario, you can definitely watch those videos. Okay, so that is mechs versus minions. So I wanna say a couple things. First off, the game is amazing bonkers, out of this world amazing. But let me go through a couple caveats that I can jump into gushing like a child about it. Okay, the first thing I mentioned there at the end of the walkthrough is the need for an FAQ. Um, now, it definitely does need one. So to me, to my mind, and this is a little bit Monday morning quarterbacking, is I think they play tested the heck out of this game, but I don't think they play tested enough out of the rule book because there was a lot of questions, even in that first, not the tutorial, but like the first scenario that were just driving us crazy. And then we got to the point where we couldn't figure out if we were going to win or lose the game based on an interpretation of a rule, which was, you know, it was a little like disheartening because up until that point, we we're having a great time. We we're loving it. And then we couldn't figure out, okay, well, if we interpret the way minions activate this way, then we win. <laughs> if, we, if we interpret it this way, well, guess what? We actually lose because of where we were at in the game. So that was a little disheartening. Like I mentioned, the towing thing is kind of wonky. Now, I don't want to oversell that because... A lot of that you can kind of just intuit and with a little bit of common sense, but it's one thing to do that and it's one thing to know for certain that you're playing correctly in your heart. Uh, so, but the nice thing is, I know they're working on an FAQ and they're gonna release it, you know, right as the game releases at some point, once they get it all ironed out. So that's gonna happen. So once that happens, you're gonna download that and I've been reading kind of this unofficial one um, and that cleared up all the questions that I had, frankly. So as long as you get that and you know that going in, I think you're gonna have an awesome time. Now the other sort of caveat is, I think this wants the three or four player count. Now I've tried it at the different counts and the two player, it just seems like it's a little bit harder. Now you do kind of have some scaling with the ability to draft multiple cards, but kind of depending on the scenario, you maybe won't have people covering uh, the different areas. So like the, the diversity of coverage and the area and the diversity of actions as possible with just having the more more mechs uh it's not quite there with two players and i don't think that this part is actually necessarily a bad thing it's a little bit more challenging i think and it's going to be a little bit more you know there's gonna be a little bit more randomness i think because you're not going to be able to sort of dilute what people are doing when you're playing with four players you can kind of have people sort of uh 
tech up and, and become experts in certain kinds of things within a given mission. Uh, so for example, one mission that we did, I got to the point where and actually used one of the damage cards to help me where I was just actually like able to sit and rock back and forth in one spot and do like this area effect damage as these minions were flooding the school and I was blowing them up. So I was kind of acting as defense. And then other players were going out and fetching like these little crystal things to bring back. And so because of that, I was able to do that. So with two players, you, yeah, you'd be really hard pressed <laughs> to win that one, uh, especially if somebody got stuck like that and they wouldn't be able to kind of make use of that. So just be aware that the two to four player game, I think it's going to play out a little bit differently. I don't know that it's like bad with two players. It's just like, you know, some of the scenarios might be wouldn't be as winnable or you'd have to get a little bit more lucky or something. Uh, the other thing is the, the last caveat thing, which to me is not a caveat, uh, is the programming aspect. So the, the game of like programming for chaos is interesting. Now, I think this is where the game destroys all the other programming games. I think it, I think even if you didn't like this kind of game, you might still like this one because you have so much kind of possibility to mitigate the randomness a little bit, especially at the larger player count. You can, like I said, you can really specialize and you can really like double down and like count on certain actions being there again and again. You're like, okay, no, I'm going to do some movement here. And then I'm really going to stack my damage up over at the end or do vice versa. So it, in the way that you card draft and stuff, uh, really adds that. It's like, man, I really need a heal this time. So you get the heal and then, okay, we'll give you that. And you know, you get this little thing here that you can go do that. So because you're kind of collectively doing that, it really, really works. And I think the timer here is excellent because what we would do is, in our last couple of games anyway, we would say, okay, what does everybody kind of need? You need a little heal, this and that? Okay, we need that. So everybody's good with what they need. Quick discussion, 10, 15 seconds. Then you flip the timer, you flop the cards, boom, boom, boom. Then there's maybe some decision because, you know, the flop didn't go out as quite as much as we like. And maybe we got a whole bunch of these skewers or something that we don't really need, but, you know, maybe somebody can make use of. So you have that 40 seconds to sit there and it just removes all that analysis paralysis. Now, you can still figure out where you want to slot it after you take the cards and figure out maybe if you want to scrap it or something. Um, but... That 40 seconds is very nice because you don't have anybody really like telling, but it's telling anybody what to do, but you still have the communication there, which is the fun part. You're all, you know, you're all in it together. And that's something the game really excels at. Now we're moving into the amazingness of it. Uh, the teamwork level works really well. Everybody has a specialized role. Your role develops over the course of a game, which is fantastic. Um, it, so that that's where the game just really shines. And again, talking sort of dovetailing from sort of the chaotic programming side of it that's where like the the hilarity of the game is really going to come through like i said that that one mission where i'm like rocking back and forth blowing stuff up and it's just you know, you can look at that so many ways, like thematically and in terms of the narrative of like, you know, it's like silly guy. It's like Jar Jar Binks, you know, he's like falling over the place at the end of episode one of Star Wars and he's randomly blowing everybody up. Or, you know, I'm such a good engineer that I've taken this exploded control panel to my advantage and used it and, you know, tricked it out so that I'm doing this circle and blowing everything up. And just lots of like little moments like that are going to happen where you're going to like, you know, wipe everything out. And everybody's like, well, you know, we, we, 
we blew up everything and all the minions are gone and we rescued uh, the crystal or whatever the thing is or killed the boss and then the next thing is going to happen and it's just like what we're going to totally lose this game because all of that chaos that we've sort of we've corralled is now thrown back against us and so it's a great experience from that perspective of you know you kind of built the game kind of starts off a little bit slow everybody gets those first two cards in that draft and you kind of do a couple things and then this thing kind of picks up and it's like a roller coaster just building up building up building up um so that's that's the excellent part of the game um so for my money and we can and we can talk about the cost now and i know a lot of people have discussed this and people are probably sick a little bit of discussing it it's a 75 dollars game in the u.s it's five dollars shipping um so this is you know, equivalent of like a one of those big Bonanza Kickstarters or a collector's edition kind of game that you would get. And you're certainly uh, getting your money's worth. Um, and, and I think more than just like you're getting your money's worth, you're getting 100 minions that are all the same. Well, there's different poses, but they're effectively the same. So to me, I don't know that I get the $75 out of just the minions, but the hero mechs are ridiculously painted. I mean, for a pre-painted game, really, really good. All of the other components are awesome. Um, you've got the other side of these boards here. These boards are great, right? And then the back side here, there's volcano, lava types of things. Very nicely illustrated. Everything's very, very clear. The cards are great. I mean, it, they're very easy to, uh, you know, to read and, and the art's awesome. I think this is, this is a this is an interesting moment in board gaming. I mean, these guys could make this game and they could go away and they could never make another game. And I think this really should leave a mark though in terms of what's possible to get. Now the thing is with these guys is it's interesting. So I, I'm gonna step away from the review a minute because this is like completely another industry to a, in a sense coming in and making a board game. So it would be like, you know, let's say like Disney made a board game or something. I mean, because League of Legends makes like a billion dollars a year or something. Um, uh, but it's like a, another industry coming in. But these guys really, I think, cared about what they were doing. That's the sense I have from uh, folks I know that have spoken with them and just from really looking at the production and looking at what they've done. Now, again, there's an FAQ needed for the rulebook. The rulebook is not perfect, but it's also like their first game they ever made. So I think a, a funky rulebook is okay, especially if an FAQ clears everything up. Big deal. Print out the FAQ and then you're ready to have fun. Uh, but other than that, very, very minor critique. Um, you know, you have here a complete game from start to finish. Now, I've only played the first five scenarios, so I haven't played through, you know, six or ten. I don't know if those are any fun or not. I assume they will be because all the ones that we've done have been really fun and very, very different. Um, each of them kind of comes at you sort of like a different like problems to solve. So it's like, okay, in this one, we're kind of just trying to race across to the other end without letting all the minions cross to our side of the board. Or this one, we're trying to kill a boss. Uh, or and or we're trying, or before he fires off his Omega weapon. Or this one, we're trying to bomb this special spot or protect a school. Well, school can't take any damage. Um, so there's, 
it's the same framework, but within the bounds of all of these different you know scenarios. So you're going to be able to replay it. And like the boss one we played, man, I could play that five or six times because it was just really, really fun. And the way that the boss triggers, I don't want to spoil it because you know people have already jumped on me for showing the figure, but the way the boss plays out is very, very cool and different. Um, so there's that. So the other thing that I know is in the game and I've, that I've heard is that there are is a way like once you get through the 10 scenarios then it sort of unlocks like a achievement difficulty kind of thing or something there's something that happens that's all i know um and it allows you to kind of replay through the scenarios kind of in a different way i guess so even if you were to go uh 10 and 0 and then unlock whatever that is and then play them again that would be 20 games and then you'd have played everything. But there's nothing stopping you from playing the same scenario over and over again. Now I've played this, let's see, I've lost, oh, I'm having a brain fart. I've lost two or, I've lost two or three games because uh, I got confused again about that one that we had a rules issue on. Two or three games and played the five scenarios. So what a five and three, I guess you would call it. Um, so you're not gonna win every single game. So you wanna play it again after you've lost it. So you're gonna get a ton of play. So even if the components of this game weren't like out of this world, this is still like a locked in, I think guaranteed 20 to 30 plays at least before you've seen the entire game. So in that sense, it retains a lot of that legacy aspect, again, without having to rip anything up, which is neat. So I think it's great. I think, you know, I'm releasing this video here probably a week before it goes on sale. I highly recommend the game. I think you can't go wrong with it. Get the fact when it comes out. Um, and I think there's a lot of room here actually to uh, customize the game. One thing I'm, I've been thinking about is uh, doing like a PVP, because it's all co-op. But I don't see why you couldn't just do a PvP scenario, like have two guys on one board, and then you do the same kind of thing you draft, but instead now you can actually damage the other mechs, because normally if you do damage it doesn't hurt the mech or anything. Um, but now you do damage to it, and then maybe the first person to, I don't know how you track hit points though, I mean, maybe the first person to get uh, four of the five, four of the six uh, slots with damage markers loses or something. Uh, but that would that could be really fun too, because the core is like so simplistic in a way, so like elegant of just draft cards, activate them, draft cards, activate them, that you can kind of throw anything at it. So I'm I'm pretty interested to see if they ever expand it or come up with some kind of player versus player scenario or something like that. All right, so that's Mechs versus Minions, definitely the real deal, guys. Uh, pick it up if you can on the, on the day it comes out. I think you won't regret it. Okay, thanks.